Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh, my goodness. It is episode 363. Big shout-out to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Without y'all, it would not be going down. We have the Super Bowl people to talk about. This is going to be a reflection a recap, a celebration of what I believe should be a national holiday. I gave you my platform already, right? If the NFL cares about player safety, how should they, they should add a second bye to the regular season, add a little bit of time to training camp, and then you push it back so that it is a national holiday the next day with President's Day. But I digress. You know the vocal minority has to have his say, right? Here's what we're going to do. We got a big show. Thanks to the Stats Over Beach Cypher. Lance Davis in the building. As always, big shout out to you, Dilly Dilly. In fact, we will, I'm going to let y'all know right now, we will be talking about multiple Dilly Dilly commercials, right, as we get it in. But we have to start with the uh, actual game of the Super Bowl, right? Many people are telling me that it's a snooze fest, that it was boring. I disagree with you. I think real stats over beats junkies know that that was actually some good football that we saw. I mean, yes, it wasn't in this era of, you know, offensive football and the run and gun and kill, kill, kill and rules geared towards the quarterback, towards the offense. I actually liked seeing what I thought was good defensive football. All right. And that's where I actually want to begin um, by tipping my cap to both defensive coordinators here. First of all, Wade Phillips, I think, did a good job. Okay, I think they did a good job. They sacked Tom Brady, right? They disrupted plays. If I told you that the New England Patriots were going to score 13 points in this game last week, you would have told me the Los Angeles Rams would be your champions right here today as we sit. Okay, so Wade Phillips and them and that Rams defense, they played well. Aaron Donald played well, okay? But the Patriots defense... Okay, B-Flow is now, uh, by the way, here's news for Monday, right? He's been announced as the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Zach Taylor's been announced as the new head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. So now all of the coaching jobs are uh, filled. Get that piece of news out of the way, right? 
But I think what the Patriots did defensively was huge. The adjustment they made defensively, which was in fact, and we talked about this, that they were going to try to take away the running game and force Jared Goff into it, right? The way they did this specifically was by stunting a lot at the line, putting six defensive linemen up there in the front, plugging up all the gaps. They had a six-man front, okay? Think about that. They just basically they're covering all the gaps. They had all gaps covered. That's the way they did it. They let High Tower as a single linebacker pretty much play high, play slow, right? Slow flow to the ball. He had a great game coming up the middle as well. Why? Because all of the gaps were covered by this lineman. That was their adjustment. Okay? And then Gilmore played incredible on the back end. All right? Stefan Gilmore was the number one rated pro football focus cornerback this year. Okay, I was talking about Gilmore and what he was doing all year long, to be quite honest, right? And then he has what's a great game, all right, pass breakups against Brandon Cooks. Okay, not the deep one over the middle. That was McCourty. What I'm talking about is one on the sidelines and then one right by the goal line. Then they made their play of the game. And Gilmore made the play of the game, but this was also a credit to the scheme of the Patriots' defense. Right before, okay, the previous play was Goff on that, on that uh, floater, two cooks at the goal line that Gilmore made a nice pass breakup on. Okay? The next play, the Patriots sent safety pressure with about like two seconds left on the play clock. That's my dance of 2019, by the way, the play clock. I know y'all want to get down. Hey, stats overbeat Cypher in the chat room. Give me the play clock, people. Okay, that's the new dance, all right? Hey, 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 play clock. All right. Let's make, can we make a gif out of this, guys? Play clock? But in any event. All right. Um, they sent the safety, right, knowing that Goff would throw the floater up again. Again to Cooks. And that's exactly what happened. And Stephon Gilmore was there. He was playing it, fielded it like a punt, and made the turnover, which would stop, in essence, the Rams' best chance to score a touchdown all game long. That was the play of the game to me. Their defense deserves a lot of credit. Okay, and to that point comes my poll question for today. All right, I ask you, who was really your MVP right now? Obviously, Julian Edelman has a great game, right? We all know this. Julian Edelman goes 10 for 141 on 12 targets. Actually had more yards because he has one uh, rush for eight yards, which is really like a pass, okay? So to me, 11 for 149. If you had him in playoff football, which, by the way, I gave out, that sort of thing. Yeah, you, he dominated, right? I think a deserving MVP candidate but in a game that was 13 to 3 where I am leading with defense especially in this era of offense right this, I, I believe someone on the Patriots defense should could would get the MVP and I think Hightower is a good one but I like Stefan Gilmore okay and I put this as my poll question I also have Sony Michelle Sony Michelle controlled the game from this running uh, from the running back position for the Patriots and did pretty much all postseason. I, I think he scored six touchdowns this postseason. He went 18 carries, 94 yards, one touchdown. I said it early on, Jilly Dilly checked the notes. That the Patriots were getting this kid, Sony Michelle, the stereotype to evolve, take some of the pressure off Tom Brady. I said he would be their first between the tackles running back that they have had since Corey Dillon. And that this was by design. They spent a first round pick to do it. I called this um, evolution similar, analogous to the Saints with Drew Brees in his older age. 
Sony Michelle, especially and late in the season when the weather gets cold in the playoffs. He was very big for them, along with that offensive line, was very big. But I would give it to Stephon Gilmore, and that is the poll question right now. Okay, hit me up, at Spittin' Speeds. I'm asking you, uh, who do you think is the MVP? It is Edelman right now with 45% of the vote. We'll check in on that. Uh, a little bit later on, my boy Mike Blewett, however, saying snoozer, one of the best, one of the worst Super Bowls ever. I don't know if I agree. I liked some of the defensive game that was played. And here's the other thing, and we'll get into this in a little while. On this very air, okay, stats over beat Cypher, back me up. Y'all know what it is. I was giving y'all the first quarter under. I gave y'all the first half under. I gave you C.J. Anderson under. And a whole mess of other prop bets. We'll be going over those a little bit later on. So if you were liking the first half under, right, you don't care if it's eight punts in a row, which it was, right? You don't care because that's holding you down on the under. Why? Because you are stats over beat cypher fantasy freestyle with your boy speeds and spitting statistician. You know what it is, okay? But we got to talk about these records that were set. All right, Belichick and Brady, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the punt, the punt game. Okay, Hecker with the longest punt, eight punts in a row. You know, fewest points in the game through three quarters in first half. No touchdowns. Right, and by the way, I hope you listened to us when we were making it rain all last week. Joe Ranieri, I'm calling him the Rain Man. Okay, like Dustin Hoffman over here. I'll tell you if you if you don't know what it is. Oh my goodness. Did we kill it on some prop bets? Some other ones that we gave out. Did absolutely incredible if you listened to us last week. I ain't, I ain't joking. Play the tape. All right? Um, but in any event, also, um, Goskowski, most field goals in the Super Bowl history now at seven. Right? Julian Edelman had seven catches in the first half. That, set a, that tied a record. Okay? Um, there were four first downs that New England got by penalty. That tied a record. There's a reason, obviously, if you real deal stats over beat, you know, I bring that one up, right? Because of all the times that they've cheated and how all the penalties go their way. But uh, today is, I guess, not the day for that. Today is our day that we tip our cap and raise a glass to the New England Patriots. Um, And here's what I think is one of the most important things. The Rams, Danny, are you with me? Let's get Danny in for this. Check this out, Danny. If Danny's with me, holler at me whenever you can, okay? I'm here. Oh, there he is. I'm always here. Check this out, Danny, and we'll get to our picks and who you picked and all that good stuff in the commercials and all that stuff uh, next segment. Yeah, let's not talk about that. All right, but (laughs) check this out. How many plays do you think the Patriots ran in the red zone all game long? Uh, One or zero? One! One play, the touchdown run from Sony Michelle, because there was a catch from Gronk that was like a you know about a twenty twenty five yard catch. Before that, they didn't have a single other play in the entire in the red zone the entire game. How many plays do you think the Rams ran in the red zone the entire game? Zero. Zero. Yeah. That's a testament to the defense. Everybody wants to say it's boring. Everybody wants to say it was a snooze fest. We'll get into the snooze fest. That was halftime a little bit later on. Okay, but this was good defensive football. All right, that's what I want to say. Danny, we'll check, back, we'll check in with you a little bit later on your pick, on the commercials, all that good stuff, okay? We'll do that in the next segment, okay? Sounds good to me. All right, that's what's up. Oh, by the way, check out Popping Off, okay? They're they still doing big things, the whole population in the building. They were watching the Super Bowl with the population. Danny, actually, uh, we'll get into that. Ne- ne- that's next segment. But here's what I want to also say. You know, we talked about Belichick and Brady, Belichick and Brady. Belichick had the specific adjustments. I told you about him. The six, the six line in the uh, lineman up front. 
but you know, playing a six man front, in essence. And McVeigh admitted it. That's what I. That's what I like about it. That's what I think is the biggest thing about this. Okay. That's why I'm okay with still with McVeigh. That's why I still think the Rams won't have this horrible Super Bowl hangover because I think he's um he's standing up and taking it. Check this out. Quote. I'm pretty numb right now. There's no other way to say it. I got outcoached. I didn't do nearly a good enough for a football team. They did a good job with it. They, with the stunts and different things, McVeigh said. That's the stunts on the line with the six-man front. They played exclusively some man coverage principles, decided to take away really early downs. I got outcoached tonight. Jared Goff. They were doing such a good job mixing it up defensively. We had a hard time moving the ball. What they did tonight to us was impressive. Andrew Whitworth, who I talk about all the time on the offensive line, one of their acquisitions over the last couple of years, Pro Bowl O-lineman that they got from, they got from the Cincinnati Bengals. They did, a, quote, they did a really good job of playing us with six on the line all day and limited space to be able to get the runs through there. Just missed opportunities for us, specifically about the six-man defensive front that I was telling you. That was the adjustment. We praised Gus Bradley and the Chargers when he played with three linebackers against Lamar Jackson. This was the adjustment. This is what stopped the run game, okay? And then what they did was they had Gilmore playing hard up on Brandon Cooks and was taking it away. He was my MVP of the game. Hightower all over the place. Van Noy bringing pressure. They held the Rams, the second-best offense in the league, the seventh-best point total in NFL history, to three points. Zero in the first half. This after in the AFC Championship game when they held my boy, Patty Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs to zero points in the first half. In back-to-back games. In the most pressurized situation possible. We're going to talk about Tom Brady and all his records. And if he, chugged, if he chugged a beer last night. But this was defense that did this. This is B. Flo and his swan song now going to Miami to be the head coach. C.J. Anderson says the same thing. And I quote, gap control. They played New England football. And that's just what they do. They've been doing it for years. Gap control. We just didn't execute it today. Defense is what did this, in my opinion. Okay? This was an incredible show of defense by the New England Patriots. You know, we got to get into the Todd Gurley as well. Was Todd Gurley healthy? Todd Gurley says that he's healthy. Todd Gurley says that he was ready. But here's the truth about Todd Gurley. All right? I was also on Todd Gurley. Because I thought with two extra weeks, he would be more healthy. He would be the hot hand. They were going to try to take away the run. They were going to make Jared Goff beat him. Jared Goff couldn't do it, especially without Cooper Cup on the field, especially with a compromised Todd Gurley. They knew that that was the case. Todd Gurley, 10 carries, 35 yards. That, including a 16-yard run. Outside of that, 9 for 19. He was not a factor. C.J. Anderson, 7 for 22. Not a factor. Jared Goff, 19 for 38. That's a 50% completion percentage. He got sacked four times. They brought pressure. His QBR was 13.4. I would have loved to have seen a defensive MVP. This was beautiful. 
And what Wade Phillips and the Los Angeles Rams and Aaron Donald and Aqib Tlaib and Indomitian Sue did was also, I thought, impressive. Okay? And I think that Gurley went healthy. If he is back and healthy, they'll have a chance to get back there. With Cooper Cup, they'll have a chance to get back there. I'm also, however, seeing people think that Todd Gurley's going to go the way of Larry Johnson and be a flash in the pan. We'll see. All right. When we come back here on uh, Fantasy Freestyle, here's what we're going to do. All right. I'm going to talk with my man Danny about some of the other factors of this game. We'll move on from Todd Gurley, right? We'll talk about with Danny. We'll talk about some of the prop bets that I hit, some of the ones that I didn't. We'll talk with Danny about some of the commercials, right? We'll talk with Danny. Um, about some other stuff. We'll have a lot of fun, okay? We'll also then talk about the, the futures for Super Bowl 54. Way too early, Danny. We'll start talking about not only the commercials, not the prop bets. We'll talk about Speeds versus the Kids as well. We, got, we may have a special caller from Speeds versus the Kids. We'll check it out and see. All right? And we'll, uh, you know, we'll have some fun with the uh, world champion New England Patriots. We'll make sure to do that. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds and Spin Statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. Thanks to everybody who's watching. Real deal. Stats over beat Cypher. My men, Lance Davis, Jeremy McMen, Yatu Sabe. We're going to talk about Dilly Dilly. So Dilly Dilly to the ride or die Cypher that is still here on a Super Bowl Monday sharing a national holiday with your boy Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. I'm breaking news, too, about uh, Speeds, new shows, and all that. Come on back if you want to know. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Woo-ha! You know what it is. Spitting statistician here, fantasy freestyle with the stats over beat siphon. My man Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Episode 363. Danny, we are only two episodes away from a year's worth of freestyle. How are we going to celebrate that, my friend? I don't know. We should uh, maybe take uh, suggestions from... Yeah, everybody. Absolutely. If you're in the chat room, real deal. Stats over beat Cypher. Uh, yo, big shout out to Jer T, Lance Davis. Woo-ha! Spitting Statistician got you all in check. You know what it is. Jeremy McMahon getting it lit. As always, we're coming up on a year of freestyle, okay? Let me know. How do we celebrate that when we hit 365 in a couple of weeks? We also, if you want to join the show, you can get down on the YouTube chat. You can get down on our uh, poll question. Who was your MVP? I'm lobbying hard for Stefan Gilmore. I think Edelman deserves it. We're like 10 for 140 something. But I think Stefan Gilmore in a game where it was 13 to 3, I think we should get 
uh, some defensive love. And also, if you want to join the show, another way you can, the number to call is 347-767-6614. Again, the number to call is 347-767-6614. But Danny, people say, and check this out, you know, my man Mike blew it on the poll question. is like, snooze fest, worst ever. But Danny, not if you were listening to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician on prop bets. Can we go over some of these, Danny? You know how I always do like what Speeds got right, what Speeds got right wrong well hopefully you listened to me on some of these prop bets danny last week did you listen to me and get that cash i you didn't not. you didn't because well, if you did you would have had that cash you would have been swimming in that cash you would have <laughs> been when you saw me you'd be like oh my god dane got that cash i venmo as it were yeah i i i've never done any kind of betting that was Pop unfortunate. You were te- yeah. you were texting me on the morning of the Super Bowl, being like, "Yo, should I get in with this bet?" You were texting me random like special offers from DraftKings. I did, yeah, and I couldn't figure it out because and and if and so you didn't listen to the free money I was giving out. I didn't. I didn't have an account. All right, check this out. Here's what happened. <laughs> Here's what happened. I hope you all listened to me last week. I told you the most important thing you could do was listen to Boomer Esiason's radio show on Friday where he would pick the Super Bowl. Why? Because there was a prop bet. Who would Boomer Esiason pick on the CBS pregame show two days later? I told you you got to listen, and then you got to make the bet right away before they take it down. On his radio show, Boomer Esiason picked the New England Patriots to win the game 30-24. to Danny, on the CBS pregame show, what do you think Boomer Esiason picked? Pa- Patriots? Yeah. What do you think the score was that he picked? 30-27? to The exact score that he picked on his radio show, 30-24. to Exactly what I told you would happen here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Exactly what me and Joe Ranieri said on Friday morning was the most important thing you should do. We even put out an extra video, Danny, after Boomer made his pick on his radio show, reminding the degenerates out there that this was settled science and free money. Why didn't you bet it, Danny? I need your help to set up an All account. Right. Here's the other thing we did. Fundamentally need your help. Here's the other thing we did. Here's the other thing we did. All day long, all week long, I was saying this was going to be a game. I thought that they would feel each other out in the first half, and then it would open up in the second half. I was all over the under. I was all over the first quarter under at 10.5 and, and the first half under at 28.5. All three of them came in. Cha-ching. I don't care what the controversy was about Gladys Knight and the National Anthem, whether she belted out Brave twice. Did you hear about this one, Danny? I didn't hear about this one. I okay. watched it. But so I so she part. sung, they, and this was where you, got, had, you had to listen. That's why we're on on Mondays. You had to get in with the goal. It was good. When I said the line was there, it was Gladys Knight over under 147. It moved all the way up to 150, Danny, one minute, 50 seconds, right, for the anthem. And if you read the fine print, Danny, it said uh, from when she starts singing to when she finishes the word brave for the first time, okay? In her rendition, I guess she goes, and the home of the brave, brave, and then holds that one for a long-ass time. So there was controversy. Uh... See what I'm saying? We got a lot of controversy on this show, um, Speeds versus the Kids, later on. If you're real deal stats over beat cipher, you know how that one turned out. But I digress. Um, so yeah, so there was controversy, but even with that technicality, Danny, it went one minute forty nine seconds. I told you it'd be over one forty seven. Cha ching! So we still hit that one. 
Okay, I was on this air last week, Danny, saying I like all the overs on Gronk. Over three catches, over 46 and a half yards, I said. Gronk winds up with six catches for 87 yards. I said over two and a half mentions by Tony Romo. He was the apple of everyone's eye. Cha-ching, we hit on that one too, Danny. Why were you not making these bets? I, I need you to set up an account. I was on the C.J. Anderson <laughs> under prop. The C.J. Anderson under prop was something like 40-some-odd yards as well. He ran for 22 yards. Cha-ching! And then here was the other one, Danny. This is the one that really, for real degenerates out there, I gave out. Okay? If you had to be real deal stats over beat Cypher and really interested in making some money. Okay? I, they were prop bets, Danny, with will, like random players like, will they score a touchdown? Okay, you familiar with this kind of prop bet? Will that person score a touchdown? I am. Yes or not? I okay. am. Yeah. There were 10 Patriots that were being offered that prop bet and 10 Rams. In total, there were 20 players that you could have bet yes or no, will they score a touchdown? You with me so far, Danny? I'm with you. Cool. On Make It Rain... We had on one of these Las Vegas cappers, one of these handicappers, okay, that was giving out an angle. And his angle, are you ready for this, Danny? His angle was take all 20 of them, all of them, and bet no on all of them, Danny. He said the worst case scenario is that you have a high-scoring game where like maybe six or seven different players score a touchdown. Right? It would be, think about it. For like the Rams have four different players score a touchdown and the Patriots to have like three or four different players score a touchdown, that would be worst case scenario. And he goes, even in that scenario, you go like 13 and seven in those bets. And me and Joe were like, huh, that's interesting. And he was like, and then what you hope for is that people, you know, score twice, like Gurley scores twice or something, and that's how they score. He goes, or if there's a low scoring game, you're in the money. Danny, how many touchdowns were scored last night? One. One. So if you listen to what I said last week and what this capper from Make It Rain, by the way, this is what we're trying to do. You t- I tell you all the time about trying to win that cash. That's what the Rain Man and I are doing every morning. Wake up with me and the Rain Man on Make It Rain on this fantasy sports network. Get the notifications on or something. Because like I said, when I go once a week here, I'm going three hours every morning and we are getting people paid for real, for real. So, Danny, if you bet no on everybody and bet no on all 20 of them, you went 19-1, and one, Danny, in those bets. Ching! You know what I'm saying, Danny? Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, that's how we were doing it. It was big things. All right, I did, I, I got to acknowledge, I missed, I missed on James White. I was saying I was on the James White overs. I missed on that. And I missed on the Goskowski um, touchback. I missed on that. But, yo, we hit on plenty of prop bets. Hopefully, Stats Overbeat Cypher, as usual, listen to the spitting statistician. We get, you know, help you win that cash. All right? That's how we do it. All right? Hopefully, you guys knew what was up there. Jer T. Big shout-out to Jer T. Hit the Chris Hogan under two and a half receptions. I like that one as well. I hope you, a lot of guys were on the uh, – we were talking – we were laughing on Sunday about the James Devlin prop. And James Devlin, some people were on. My man Rich on Twitter was on that. Um, the, uh, the, the under wound up coming in on that one. But Danny, all right, about, forget about all the money that you should have made but didn't. And I'll help you set something up pretty soon. Uh, what do you think about these commercials, man? Talk to me. What's your top line? Because you know here, Stats Overbeat Cypher, right? 
we got to talk about this because I got to tell you the truth. In a, I have two. I think I have two main things about the commercials, Danny. And one of them, completely honestly, has to do with Dilly Dilly. Danny, honestly, like that's one of my headlines. I thought the Dilly Dilly Bud Light campaign was, to be quite honest, awesome. What'd you think, Danny? I loved it. I, I loved both uh, Bud Light commercials. Not only the one that, that Game of Thrones just like sure. completely destroyed, but I like the first one with the cornstarch. Yeah, the corn syrup the one corn was syrup, hysterical. Yeah. And first of all, if you remember, all playoff long, they were doing this thing like they're going to reveal just the ingredients of Bud Light at the Super Bowl, right? They were like, oh, we only have those four ingredients, the hops, the wheat, the barley, whatever it is. Then they're trucking like some epic journey, which fits the kingdom, you know, with this barrel of corn syrup, <laughs> which is cool. I thought this was funny. Cool. And here's the thing, though, Danny. They called out Coors Light by name. I and Miller Light. And Miller Light by name. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't think they've ever done that before. Like, actually just called out the other companies by name, going to their kingdoms and being like, here's your corn syrup, because, you know, corn syrup is whack. And we don't use that. I thought that was really cool. And then, um, yeah, then they also, did you see coming back from a commercial, they had like the Bud Knight projected on one of the skyscrapers down there in Atlanta. That was cool, too. Yeah, that was awesome. But I really thought that the epic journey of the corn syrup was a great way to do it, bro. And they had the different commercials. Like, right, right. you said they went to Miller Lite. They went to Coors Light as well. And they, were, and they were really, I think they punked the hell out of Coors Light, bro. I think it was great because not only it was it was like going negative on two different beers, yeah. but also doing it in a funny in a hysterically way. So it wasn't funny even like way. mean at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. It's funny. Now, now, let me ask you this. To what extent do you think you think that was a Bud Light HBO Game of Thrones collaboration? Or was that game, HBO just punking Bud Light? Oh, no. I think it was. Bud Light was in on it, right? Because it was their branding and all, yeah, right? It, it had to be. They had to have. So that was a collaboration, you think? Absolutely. It had to be. And that was cool, too. That was cool, too. I thought that was good. What were the other, uh, you know, you got one or two other from the commercials that you really liked? Because I'll tell you, I have, I have a um, spitting statistician, vocal minority, stable genius kind of take on it. So I'll save that for a hot second. But what, was, what were your uh, thoughts on the, um, you know, there, there were the commercials. Some, some, some really good commercials, and then there were some funny commercials. I had Okay, like, uh, what do you got? Because so I know you guys are going to be talking about this on Popping Off, right? Right, right. With Tomorrow the population? Night. Yeah. When, when, when can we catch that? Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, because, yo, guys, if you're Real Deal Stats over Beat Cypher, you also know my man Danny Otto in the fantasy pit of misery, always holding it down, always punching the buttons, making me sound good, taking care of everybody in the Stats over Beat Cypher. We love Danny Otto, so you got to check out Popping Off. They do some of this stuff. But um, you're going to be doing it uh, tomorrow night, right? That's right. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. All right. Yo, by the way, check out the chat room. My man, Jer T, says early show is strong speeds. That's what I like to hear, Jer T. Tell everybody. I know it's early, right? But me and, my, yo, me and Joe Ranieri, we're making it happen, giving you that insight. You can see my face every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. I'm burning the candle at both ends. But um, big shout out uh, to Jer T and also Trey Young joining the show as well. Um, so, Danny, go ahead. Your uh, funny commercial. Give me your funniest commercial. So, uh, it's hard because there was a Pringles commercial that I thought was really funny. Okay. So it, it, it's basically like they're talking about how many combinations you can make with Pringles if right. you stack them and stuff. Yeah. And then like this Amazon Alexa type thing, right. it, like it wasn't an Alexa, says like I can't, unfortunately, I can't feel the joy of tasting it right. or, or picking up a chip or something. And then he just interrupts him or interrupts the Alexa and goes, play Funky Town. Right. 
I thought that was hilarious. So listen, on the same vein, there was a Miller Lite one, right? With like the robots doing all the stuff. Right. And like the driving range and hitting home runs and, right. and with the heavy bag. But like the robot couldn't enjoy, have the joy of tasting a Miller Lite. So I think there were multiple commercials there with like, you know, um, automation versus emotion. Right. Which yeah. was an interesting narrative there. Um, and I had to say, there was another uh, really funny, the Amazon Alexa commercial itself. Uh-huh. With with like Harrison Ford and yeah, showing all of the things that went wrong with putting Amazon Alexa in different things like the dog collar, yes. the dog barked. And Can you do me a favor, Danny? What's up? I have a um in that commercial, I think there was a clip in there where it says Alexa, make it rain. Can we clip that for make it rain? If I can, uh, I'll listen to the commercial and see if I can find it. Alexa, make it rain. Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. Now, let me tell you. Uh, all right, so what do you think was a good commercial, Danny? Uh, those weren't the funny ones. What was good? T-Mobile went really, really hard. Like, hmm. I, think, I think every commercial break had a T-Mobile commercial. But there yeah. was this one in particular where it's the Lyft driver texts a person and just goes, Hey, Dave, just so you know, I'm here for you. Right. And, and it's then, like, like, I'm your Dave Uber driver or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, it goes, Oh, no, I'm your Lyft driver. Right. That's true. There was a lot of T-Mobile. I thought that was there was one where, like, there was that crazy long text you had to scroll through for the entire commercial. Right, right. Yep, that was all right. So here's my other take on some of the commercials. The very first commercial break, which is like, you know, supposedly very expensive and all that, right? Everyone's just sitting down. What, what's it going to be? In that commercial break, and I thought throughout the entire series of commercials last night, I think it was straight up heavy catered towards women. And that it was really the very first one. There were two ads in the very first one. Very first break. There was that spiked seltzer. There was a lot of spiked seltzer action. Did you catch that, Danny? I have to say, I my roommates have bought spiked seltzer. Yeah. It's... It's, it's pretty good. I know. See, yeah, see <laughs> it's I'm just good. saying, you can say whatever you want, but I know it's marketed to the women, okay, that are, they are watching, all excited to watch the commercials. And there were two brands of sp- spiked seltzer, like advertising with millions at the Super Bowl. Did you see that? There was a lot of spiked seltzer ads, Danny. Yeah, there are a lot of different brands. It, it's like right. a, new, a new thing it's now. It's a new hot-ish. Yeah. So that was interesting to me. But in that commercial break also, I don't know if you caught it, there was an ad where Serena Williams was the pitch woman for Bumble. Did you see that one? Yeah. And, the Bumble, and, and it was like Bumble BFF and Bumble like business networking. Yeah. And I thought that was real interesting. In the very first break, they have Serena Williams, right, in a very standout colorful ad being like, Bumble, you think what Bumble is is the damn dating swipe left, swipe right. But with Bumble, it's the woman who has to engage first, right? Women right. taking the first step. Right. And how they reclaim that for like women networking and being friends with Serena Williams in the first commercial break. Right after spiked seltzer, I thought it was really damn interesting, Danny. Yeah, absolutely. And what I mean, what is cool? I didn't know this, and and like like you said earlier, I was hanging out with the entire popping off crew. Yeah, we, we watched the Super Bowl together. Um, none of us knew that Bumble was more than just dating. It, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not in the Bumble sport. game. You know, anymore. True story. I'm not in the Bumble game, but that's how it was, yo. Yeah, the women. And so women thought it was safe. Because they wouldn't get random dick pics. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, they had to, like, agree to connect and send the first message. So it was a cool spot. But I'm out that game right now. But that's what, yeah, but they're harnessing it and, like, claiming it now for, like, you know, uh, breaking through the glass ceiling and stuff. I thought it was really cool. What the, pop- what the population think of that one? We, I mean, we all liked it. It's definitely one of the commercials that, that we wanted to highlight tomorrow. Yeah. And, okay. And for sure. I, I'm telling you, combine, when you talk about it, combine it with the spiked seltzer, bro. 
I'm telling you, they were back to back. I thought they were, you know, I, I think. Do you think the ads have any say in like who they're up next to in the? Because I think that was done on purpose. I Spike Seltzer right into the Bumble. Something as big as the Super Bowl, they're definitely coordinating every single commercial, one after the other. And can you do me a favor? Ask the people in the chat room, ask the population as well, why is it that Adam Levine is allowed to show his nipples, but Janet Jackson is not? That's what I want to know. Okay? Because to be honest, the commercial we just talked about, the halftime show was meh. Right? What do you think, Danny? I mean, like, I love Big Boy. I didn't get this, like, CGI meteorite coming in for Travis Scott. I was down on that. Maybe we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. We'll talk about the futures already for Super Bowl 54. I got some things. And we got to check in on um, Speeds versus the Kids as well. Come on back. Spitting Statistician Fantasy Freestyle Episode 363. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Network. Your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable genius, vocal minority with the stats over beat cipher. Real deal stats over beat cipher. Lance Davis, Jeremy McMahon in the building. Big shout out to Jilly Dilly as well, who's just joined the chat. Dilly Dilly to uh, Jilly Dilly. Jilly Dilly, yo, legitimately, I forgot to tell you, Danny. Uh, Jilly Dilly texted me during the national anthem. As soon as Gladys Knight went over big time, I got a text from Jilly Dilly being like, cha-ching, longest ever. Big shout out, of course, to Jilly Dilly, um, you know, one of the key members of the Cypher. She says right now, though, Danny, that the halftime show was totally meh. Do you agree? I 100% agree with that. I was actually saying during it, it sounded like people doing karaoke versions of Maroon 5 songs. I feel that. I feel that. And they that. weren't even enthusiastic that. about no. doing the song. There, and, like, there was nothing, there was no, yeah, there was, like, I don't think I'm down, I don't think I'm a big fan of this, like, weird virtual reality CGI drone special effects stuff that has been now been going on for the last two Super Bowls as well. You know, so, like, they had that meteor land, and it was, like, Travis Scott then, and, like, him coming out of it onto the stage. I thought that was, meh. Well, but here's the thing. They can do anything crazy that they want as long as the performers involved actually make me, like, engage me. I like Big and, Boy. I'm yeah. a Big Boy fan. But I he, like the even way he, The problem is he couldn't save it at that point. Fair. It was Fair. already, like, it was already done. And so here's my other thing, bro. This, these weird, you know how I feel about drones, right, Danny? <laughs> I do. So what the hell is this? Now all we have is, like, it, it, to be honest, I thought, and it would have been much better if it was, like, authentic. You know, like, when you're on, in Jamaica or something, and they got the little hot air balloon little things that, like, I don't know, are lights and stuff. That's what I thought it was at first, bro. Yeah, it's the, it's the uh, Chinese lantern. Sure. 
yeah. Chinese lantern, sure. I call them the little things from Jamaica, <laughs> whatever. But but they're clearly automated or being flown by drones because then they like spelled love or they spelled like right, right. USA or something yeah. like that. I forget what it was. I think it said one love. Sure. Sure. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but this is bull. So here's what I ask you. Was that was that on TV or what? like if you're in li- if you were at the arena, were you seeing that? Yeah, the but drones I think you were there? It super backwards and Yeah, see that's whack. Like- that's whack. That's bull. I don't like that. It's bull. I don't like it. I don't like it. And uh, I wanted to see maybe a little Cardi B. There was no Cardi B. I wanted to maybe see, you know, a little Mick Jagger. The moves like Jagger. You know what would have been crazy? What I I really wanted to see when Big Boy was on? Andre 3000. Yeah, that would have also been dope. Can I get... And and they didn't even do the Mike Jack song that I said they were going to do together, their collabo. Instead, they just did a regular Big Boy song. For that... For that, you're absolutely right. Break out some outcasts. You know what I mean? Do some ATLians. We're in freaking Atlanta. Yeah. You got Andre 3000. Like, come on. Let's get some outcasts. That place would have gone bonkers. And I'll tell you, if they did some like, hey, ya or bombs over Baghdad, you would have been bobbing and weaving at halftime at your friend's house. Your whole place yeah. would have been nuts. Y'all would have been shaking it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But that's not what they did. It was whack. It was whack. All right. We have to do a recap here. Danny, we have to do a recap. Um, we got to talk speeds versus the kids, Danny. I uh, okay. You ready? If we have to. Yeah, no, no, no. no. We got to talk speeds versus okay. the kids. Why are you so? Why? Why, no, why are you salty, yeah, bro? No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. That's yeah. Oh, oh, yo, Gregory Castillo was saying, "Where was Goody Mob? I would have taken Goody Mob. Yeah, I would have taken Ludacris. Absolutely. Where were these mofo's? You know what I'm saying? Where's Jermaine Dupree when you need him? Yeah." I, everyone was absent. Yeah, watch for the hook. That's what I'm saying. Yo, I, I agree. That could have. Yo, Gregory Castillo's on to something. If Cardi B came out and then Offset also came out, it would have been bonkers. It would have been absolutely. Didn't they, did you see uh, Danny? Didn't they have one com, uh, commercial that like was clowning the Cardi B video or something like that? Did you see this? I think I saw it. it I didn't been... really understand it because I'm not a millennial. I'm not <laughs> hit with the kids as much. Gregory Castillo, tell me what's up. Uh, they were like, or maybe they were making fun of a Nicki Minaj video, something like that. One, someone, you know, a female, an estrogen-based life form that was watching the game, was was real, was real big on this commercial. I didn't really get what was going on. I was trying to go get another beer. Um, but you don't know about this either, right? I I remember seeing the commercial. I just can't remember right. exactly what it was supposed was. to be. A take off the the video, so yeah. supposedly. But um, more important things like speeds versus the kids, Danny. That's where we got to go. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Going into the Super Bowl, right? Going into the Super Bowl, Danny, you were 5-5, five and five, okay? You were at 500. Mm-hmm. There's the 12 teams in the playoffs. There's one champion, so that means there's 11 games, right? You were 5-5. Five and five. You had a choice of being above 500 or below 500. Last week, you did what a lot of people did. You did what a lot of people did, okay? You were like, hemming and hawing. And I was like, your mind is telling you the Patriots are going to win, but you're going to take the Rams because your heart and your emotion, and that's exactly what you did, right? You took the Rams. It's exactly what I did. Okay. So you unfortunately fall to under 500 for the playoffs. And this is not Danny. This is not against the spread, bro. This is just straight up. You were under 500 in the playoffs. Yep. However, Michaela, big shout out to Michaela, Dot, unicorn in training, went four and seven, unfortunately. She beat the Rams. Uh... Declan Allen, William Davis. Big shout out to Derek Davis out there. He picked uh, Declan picked the Rams, unfortunately. So Declan fell. Uh, Declan fell to two and five, unfortunately. 
JR's lovely young daughter, Candace, was 2-2, two and two, never made a pick, probably would have picked the Patriots and would have been above 500 and above you, didn't get the pick. Then we have uh, my goddaughter, Audrey Goose. She picked New England. She goes to 4-3. and three. So, Danny, critical question, Danny. You won five games but were below 500. Audrey won only four games but won 4-3, and three, was above 500. I got to say she finished ahead of you. What do you think, Danny? I don't. I don't disagree with you. Okay, but it's clumsy, right? Yeah. All right. So Dylan also went four and three. Her brother and Dylan was doing good. Dylan was at four and two. I was worried about Dylan at first, but then Dylan picked the Rams. Remember what was it? Because like he played them on Madden or something like that. I thought he said something about. Or they like, were stronger. Yeah, they're stronger because they have the Rams. They're the horns or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he lost, and he went to four and three. So Audrey and Dylan were four and three. We'll put them at the same tier as you, okay? okay? We'll have a whole tier. And we'll say you guys were like in third place as a tier, okay? Okay. Here's where we have the controversy. As you know, the most controversial um, piece of this whole Speeds versus Kids has been the homegirl Zoe, right? Yeah. So Zoe, for real deal, stats over beat Cypher, you guys know, Zoe um, had the issue with the Eagles and the Saints, was picking the Eagles all the time. Then went up against the Saints. Uh, my homeboy Matt, Zoe's dad, is a big-time Saints fan. And you can admit, Danny, guilted her into picking the Saints, right? Definitely sounded that way. Guilted her into picking the Saints. <laughs> um, then, you know, she was trying to pick the Eagles. Guilted her into picking the Saints. Then got upset when I was going to give her credit for the Eagles. Matt got upset. Was like, yo, and we agreed to let the audience decide. Y'all remember Jilly Dilly, Jeremy McMahon, Lance Davis. Y'all remember Clayton Trahan. You know what's up. Strong style. It was clear, and the audience was not into it. The Stats Over Beat Cypher wanted to flip the pick, but we then agreed to vacate the pick. Right, Danny? We vacated the pick, so she had one last pick than you and I. Yep. Zoe picked the Patriots. Zoe goes to 6-4 and four on the playoffs. That's better than anybody so far. Zoe at 6-4. and four. However, it could have been 6-5 and five if you give her the Eagles her real pick, and it could have been 7-4 and four if you give her the Saints, who her father was lobbying for and trying to guilt her into. We vacated the pick. Zoe was 6-4. and four. Speeds on this air, both a few times, begrudgingly vomiting in his mouth, picked the New England Patriots, including for the Super Bowl. So Speeds got the Super Bowl right. Speeds went to... Seven and four on the playoffs, Danny. So with se- at seven and four, your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, had the best record for the third year in a row. None of these kids can beat Speeds. What do you think, Danny? I mean, we, we legitimately vacated Zoe's pick long before she- we knew she was going to be in second place. I think this is legit. Once again, Speeds wins the title. What do you say? There it is. Is that, a, is yeah. that an affirming kind of sound effect? Yeah, that was supposed to be the, I like the winner sound effect. That's a new, oh, okay, that's the winner sound effect. <laughs> I like that. Speeds, once again, wins Speeds versus the kids. I like that. That's a new one. Um, so, yeah, so next year, guys, that big shout-out, though, to JR. Big shout-out to um, uh, Derek Davis and his son, Declan, who got in. Big shout-out to all my people in the Real Deal Stats Overbeat site for my internal friends and family, letting their kids be in it. We've had a number of kids. We got to get some, uh, you know, we'll get some new ones hopefully next year. We'll make it bigger and bigger. Um, So we had a lot of fun with that. Here's what I got to ask you, though. Danny, check this out. Some other things I want to talk about here. All right. Um, 
Everybody loves Tom Brady. Everybody loves now Julian Edelman. But here's the thing. Julian Edelman, Danny, missed the first four games this season because he was suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. Do we remember that, Danny? We do. So how do we feel about this? Like, you know, everyone's talking about this dynasty. And now, by the way, let me just let everyone know. For the next six or seven minutes, okay, uh, I'm going to be going off on why this dynasty is a little bit overrated. Okay, Julian Edelman, we all love him now. He's at Disney World right now. Meanwhile, we talk about how Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens aren't in the Hall of Fame. We talk about all these guys and the horrible example they set for kids because they take PEDs. Yet Julian Edelman has PEDs. He's suspended for four games, and he's up there with Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Daffy today waving to children left and right as the Super Bowl MVP. Hashtag vocal minority. The Patriots were known to videotape their opponents. It's called Spygate. The NFL helped them with the cover-up, burned the videotape, destroyed them. They lost draft picks. That's one of those titles. They deflated footballs, and Tom Brady, whether you believe it or not, whether you believe this or not, to be quite honest, here's the thing. The thing is that the NFL... Disciplined him for it. The NFL suspended Tom Brady for four games to start the 2016 NFL season. So he is a known cheater. Danny, do you know about this kid's science experiment in Kentucky? I do. (laughs) Where he was proven to be a known cheater. Not only did the kid's science experiment where, like, you know, they showed, like, a a ball deflate... kicking balls with, like, different PSIs, and they would go for, uh, less far as they were deflated, proving that there was actually something to the PSI and the deflated footballs, right? right. Um, the NFL suspended Tom Brady in this, in this case. So he's a known cheater. The NFL took draft picks away from the New England Patriots. The NFL suspended Julian Edelman. But do you know the story that a guy in Pittsburgh, an anchor, a sports anchor in Pittsburgh, Danny, got fired for just uh, reporting the facts? I do not know this story. Okay, what check this one out, Danny. Check this one out. I'm serious. Pittsburgh CBS affiliate KDKA, okay? Check this out. You know how, like, I, I, I was giving you, I was, I, was making, I was talking to you before about how, like, your boy Pete now has, like, a lower third? And how you could put a lower third down on there for me, you know, like Dane Martinez at Spittin' Speeds or whatever it is, right? You can put pretty much anything you want there, right? Yeah, 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 something like that, right? So right now, you know where it says, like, subscribe to the Fantasy YouTube channel right there, right? Yeah. You can put at Spittin' Speeds if you want. You can change uh, follow freestyle to be, like, Dane Martinez, right? You can put whatever you want there, whatever text you want. So this affiliate uh, in Pittsburgh, KDKA, they were putting, uh, they were putting like a picture of Tom Brady up, you know, in the run up to the Super Bowl, right? And it, they had it listed, Tom Brady. Underneath it, they didn't put like Patriots quarterback. They didn't put at that point five times Super Bowl champion. You know what they put, Danny? What? Known cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Which was clearly just a unilateral decision by one one person over there, right? Uh, to put on on the on the Chevron or the Chrome thing or whatever on the lower third, known cheater. And they fired the dude. The station fired the dude that did it, Danny. Damn. 
But here's the thing. He is a known cheater. He was suspended for it. They've, they've adjudicated this. So how can they fire him? This is not like a libel or a slander case. It was factually true. Yet they protect Tom Brady all the time. You know what I'm saying, Danny? I think it's a little bit uh, fugazi, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's Forget crazy. about it. That's what I have to say about that. But here's the last thing I'll say. Um, so the kid proves it in the science fair, but you can't report it afterwards that he's a known cheater. But I digress. Listen, there's this kid also, Danny. He was at like the 2000, I think it was like the 2002 uh, Patriots Super Bowl parade or when the Bo Sox won it in like 04 or something like that. There was this thing where he was like five years old and he had been to five parades, this kid in Boston, because the Red Sox and the Patriots have won so many times. Well, this kid is back at it. Danny, check this out. Now the Patriots. The Patriots' six titles have been 02, 04, 05, 15, 17, 19, okay? Red Sox have four in that span, 04, 07, 13, and 18. So that's 10 for the city of Boston. The Celtics won it in 08. The Boston Bruins won the Stanley Cup in 2011. So this kid has been to 12 championship parades when he goes again this week in 17 years, bro. 12 parades in 17 years from like when the kid was, you know, like three years old to 20 years old. That's crazy, the run that Boston is on. Take it from a New Yorker who used to rock shirts that would say Boston sucks. The Red Sox, even on social media, go uh, uh, congratulated the, tw- uh, the, pa- the Pats on Twitter for, quote, unquote, ending their three-month Boston championship drought. Funny or a little bit too much out of the Beantown uh, biatches. Danny, what do you think? Well, being that I I also don't like any right. Boston teams, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's a little, little much. I know, but on this day, I guess we should give it to them. But check this out. Uh, yo. Oh, my man Steve G. Right now, going says, Dane, uh, uh, for the poll question, by the way, where uh, right now 46% of you are saying Julian Edelman, 22% say Stephon Gilmore, 18% the Pats O-line, and... 13% Sony Michelle hit me up at Spit and Steeds. My man Steve G on Twitter says, Dane, you have been on the Sony bandwagon since about week 10. Don't forget to let everyone know about this. Real deal stats over beat Cypher know about this. Strong style in the building. B- Brady also kisses other guys in the mouth. Did you see that with Bob Kraft, yo? And Bob Kraft was lit. Bob yeah. Kraft was lit, slurring his speech like Joe Namath. I just want to kiss you. Um, but, you know, Real Deal Stats Over Beat Cypher knows about me and the stereotype. I've been all over him for sure. Um, but what I wanted to say is there's also the futures out there, okay? And uh, we only got a minute, so I, don't, I can't go into it that much. But listen, it's the Chiefs that are the favorite for next year already. Guys, the Chiefs are favored at 6-1. Rams, Saints, and Pats at 8-1. Value, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm early with some teams. You've heard me. I've been on the Browns. I like what they're doing. I like what Houston and Indy are doing, especially if they can land a certain Pittsburgh running back, which I think they might, okay? Um, I'm going to still bet on the fall of Rome. Brady will be 42. Gronk will be gone. The McCordys will be gone. Flowers will be gone. Their DC will be gone. You can celebrate all you want. But it's going to end eventually, and I'll be there to celebrate it when it does. But for now, we tip our cap dilly-dilly to the entire Stats Overbeat Cypher. I'm off next week. I'm on vacation again. I got engaged. I'm going on a cruise. I'll see y'all in a couple of weeks, and we'll start to break down free agency, the draft, baseball, and NBA. I'm out. Hopping off. Check them out. I'm out. Peace.